Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Orioles beat the Twins in Fort Myers, 12-3. to We will recap the game after the upcoming break. But joining us right now from Puck News, John Oran. And, John, uh, recent reports in uh, the past few days saying that ownership, the ownership transition could take place by opening day. Are you hearing similar things? Yeah, I heard that they want to fast-track this and they want to make it happen as quickly as possible. Uh, opening day would be uh, a little uh, be, uh, soon for my blood. I, I think probably sometime uh, in, in the weeks afterwards, but uh, that, that's as good a guess as anybody. So do, do you think that anything you've learned, I guess, John, since you originally broke this story, leads you to any sort of conclusions as a journalist and also as an Orioles fan about how quickly we might start seeing tangible signs that this is in new hands? Um, whether that's, you know, stadium-related, Masson-related, payroll-related, you know, Jordan Montgomery-related? <laughs> yes, yes, and, and, and yes on, on that. I think that, um, you know, you have to wait for, for it to change hands uh, for, for things to start happening. But um, I, I would take a look first at the stadium. And mm-hmm. I, I think that, uh, you know, if, if you just take a look at, like, you know, what other ownership groups have done when they, when they took over, you can you make changes to what you can control uh, immediately? I wouldn't expect like a, a big spending spree or trades or, or anything along those lines in the first couple of months, certainly. Uh, uh, but um, I would take a look at the stadium experience, the the, the at game experience. Uh, the, uh, what's going on with Masson right now is a uh, you know it, it's it's been a twenty year uh, you know um, a web of just a, you know confusion. So I, I would expect that to to see some sort of resolution uh, quickly. And then I think probably next off season is when, you know, you will start to see them either, you know, get getting into the trade market or uh, re-signing a lot of the, uh, the big name talent that's on the team right now. John, as far as Masson though, and if the ownership transition takes place after opening day, I, I mean, how much change could we expect in terms of production programming, for Masson this season, considering it's about to start. 
Yeah, you're not going to see any, any changes, I don't think, in, in terms of the programming or production. I mean, you're going to still have the same talent. You're going to still have the same camera operators. Uh, what, what I'm talking about in terms of the changes with, with Masson is uh, figuring out what to do with the Nationals and figuring out how to uh, sort of how to unwind uh, the, the, the Nationals as, as being a part of the, of the, uh, of the channel, potentially. So you you may not have any sort of intel on this or even, you know, necessarily a, a feel or an instinct, but because Rubenstein has been involved in Bloomberg and he, I guess, more as a talent side than production, but hosts the interview shows and at least seemingly has some interest in, in media, do you think that could portend a, a change for Masson, more original programming for Masson? Or is that model just totally done and it's like pregame show, games, a la carte, postgame show, that's it? Listen, I've been covering this stuff for, for so long. Like People have come in and they're like, well, you know, we get such big ratings. We have so, such, uh, so many viewers to come in to watch a live game. All we need to do is do shoulder programming on either side of it. And they would start to make documentaries and they would start to do, you know, batting practice shows. Right. And the, tr- the truth is, like, they they have decades of ratings information. Nobody watches anything except for the actual game. And if the Orioles end up winning the game, then they'll stay and watch the post game. But if the Orioles lose the game, almost everybody leaves before the post game comes. Uh, you, you see such dramatic drops. I've seen Fox. I've seen Comcast. I've seen mm-hmm. so many of these different uh, companies just go go towards shoulder programming. Lose a ton of money and then and then uh, chop it off the schedule. So, what do you think the future of RSNs is, John? I mean, could there be a day where we're just streaming all of the games? Uh, that, I mean, that that certainly appears to where things are headed. Uh, if you talk to baseball um, or or basketball or hockey, uh, for for the foreseeable future, there are going to be two ways to watch games. You're going to be able to stream it. Or if you're still a cable subscriber or multi-channel a video subscriber, you'll be able to see it on a uh, on a uh, some sort of TV channel that may or may not be an RSN. Uh, Masson hasn't made any kind of uh, decision yet on, on in terms of streaming their games locally, but it, it's a trend that's happening through, throughout sports, and it certainly is going to be coming to Baltimore and in, in, in DC within, if not this season, then within the next two seasons. Well, the, the Nats and the O's are obviously bound together through uh, litigation and through proximity and through this RSN. Um, so we've had some Nats news recently uh, and the Lerner family saying, yeah, you know what? We're not selling this team after all. I, I, I don't know anything about anything, but my instinct is that 175 you know, selling price probably they feel like didn't improve their chances of getting anything close to what they want for the team. So they decided to take their ball and go home for a while. Do you have any sense of what's going on with that? Um, well, it, that, that was interesting because I do know that, uh, that Leonsis uh, had a, a group that, uh, that bid even more than that for, for the Nationals hmm. a, a year ago. Right? There, there was no bidding process, but offered that and, uh, and was turned down. Uh, so I, I think the Nats value might be a little bit higher than, than the, the Orioles, but not, not, Generally, and the Orioles' sale price is in line with a lot of uh, recent sales. It just isn't, isn't where you know the, the Mets went or some of these uh, uh, so, some of these big market teams. Um, the uh, the thing about the Masson, though, is you know the uh, Nationals' rights are tied in with with Masson, which is majority controlled by the Orioles. 
Uh, down here in D.C., Ted Leonsis has his own RSN, Monumental Sports Network, dying to get some sort of summer programming. And, and so if, if he could come in and get the Nationals or, or maybe even get, both, uh, get control of both teams' rights, uh, there, there is a willing buyer for those rights uh, in D.C. Maybe he could get the Bowie Bay Sox. <laughs> Fredericksburg Nationals. Maybe maybe that's maybe that's where Ted's got to go. By the way, I, I would watch that. that would I would cool. watch it too. I do watch it on the MILB app. It's a great value. <laughs> He's John Oran of Puck News, joining us courtesy of the WGK Law Guest Hotline. John, thanks so much for Thank coming you. on today. Hey, anytime, guys. Thanks for having me. You got it. We'll keep the O's talk rolling. Mm, Orioles about mascots. went into Fort Myers. We, I'm curious to hear Lucy Burgess' thoughts on mascots mm. tomorrow. Yeah. Orioles went into Fort Myers, beat the Twins 12-3. Kobe Mayo, Colton Cowser continuing to pop off. What does that mean? We'll tell you on the other side. It's Inside Access on the fan. Inside Access. Inside access to the Orioles. Brooks, Cal, it's the Hot Corner with Jason, Ken, and Tim Barberlees. Sponsored by Home Life Roofing and Remodeling. 105.7 The Fan. As a breaking ball hit high in the air, deep left field for Walner at the base of the wall, leaping and it's gone up out of the berm home run. Ramon Urias, two-run blast to left. As Larnett left at the wall but couldn't quite grab it. And it's now 2-1 in favor of the Orioles. That call courtesy of Twins Radio. O's went to Fort Myers and dismantled the Twins 12-3. Ramon Urias got the scoring going with that two-run bomb. Colton Colton Kowser, he hit a three-run homer. A no-doubter, 428 feet. And Kobe Mayo, he hit a double that scored a couple of runs, and both of them have started hot starts to the spring. They have. I, I heard, it could be wrong, I heard that the bird was on the bus with them. He made the trip, and as he left the stadium, he went... No, because he would have been that's, out that's of his I environment. No, I, I, heard, I heard he stood outside the Twins' clubhouse. And 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 he bleep he, he bleep talk yeah he bleep talked them a little bit no. he bleep whistled them yeah the bird yeah, that's what I heard I could be wrong the bird's a lot of clean I heard, I heard the family bird, fun I heard he's in mid season form we're definitely booking the Oriole bird tomorrow <laughs> you can get he's him, gonna be Brian. the five o'clock guest I, you're you're very talented but this will take it to a whole nother level if you get the Oriole bird tomorrow I say show vote he's automatically in the Hall of Fame if you wow. get him any whistles for us. He becomes the fourth member of the first class. Holy huh? moly. Doing this without Ken here. Or well, Chuck. He, he, that's fine. Right. We don't need them. Eh, we don't. We but, can speak for them. No, but look, this is this is the best case scenario for a lot of these kids, Bone. Um, we're not going to go crazy about it, but it beats the hell out of the alternative. And it seems to be that like each one is kind of like looking at what the other one did and, and taking it as an opportunity. Um to, to then leave their mark. We've seen Colton Kalzer with a couple of home runs. We saw Kyle Stowers with a lefty-lefty home run. Kobe Mayo's on base pretty much every time he's up. Hard, you know, loud exit velocities. Like, we're talking about a Colton Kalzer in the home run today, 430 feet. Um, 
Jordan Westberg yesterday, home run and a triple. The triple almost got out. This is this is great. This is fun. Jackson Holiday. Not that we and we told people don't 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 you start talking about spring training slumps for Jackson Holiday. But if you were, well, he got a hit. So wow, those people that lunatic fringe, they can exhale. All these guys acquitting themselves pretty well in the field and um, taking advantage of a little extra work early while some of these veterans are eased in. And while some guys like Gunnar Henderson are still working through a little bit of oblique soreness, so they're not a part of the mix yet. Now, we never thought that Kobe Mayo was going to head north with the club. We still don't. I'm not trying to change that narrative. I'm not going to 100% rule it out. Ooh. Wow. I'm going to leave some wiggle room. That's spicy. Spicy, but I'm I'm going to leave a little wiggle room. Right now? Yeah. I'm going to say 8%. Okay. But Mayo... He's going to be here, you would think, by, by Memorial, Memorial Day. Day, by Memorial Day at the latest. But we thought that it would be more in a first base capacity, but throughout so far, Grapefruit League action, he's been playing third base. How surprised are you with that? I'm, I'm glad to see it. I mean, you, you don't want to give up on a player's position flexibility until you have to, and they, they did start. And this kid, low minors, up through double A, nothing but third base. They got to Norfolk. They started to mix in uh, first base with regularity and the odd occasional corner outfield spot. Uh, I, look, you you could sit here and dream about a scenario where you've got Kobe Mayo at third. You've got uh, Gunner at short, Jackson Holiday at second. Jordan Westberg, super utility guy. Maybe Jorge Mateo, who's still, what, 27? You keep try to keep him around a little bit. Super utility guy. However, for first base, maybe it's if if you keep Mountcastle, Mountcastle platooning with Basayo, Basayo from the left side, Mountcastle from the right at first base on the days that Basayo isn't backing up Adley Rutschman as the catcher, you know, I don't know. Maybe Colton Kowser is their right field of the future. Maybe Heston Kerstad, I'm using air quotes here, is just the DH. Because if he mashes from the left side and toggles, you know, on days with Mountcastle, maybe DHing from the right side, like that 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 could be pretty wild. Yeah, we're talking about legit competition. You know, a, a Colton Kowser who's fighting and fighting and scratching and clawing to make a twenty six man roster where Sure beats the alternative of four or five years ago where we're trying to scrape 26 names to head north. Well, I guess back then, 25 to head north with the club. Coming up next, Eric DaCosta, John Harbaugh. They met with the media yesterday. Hit on numerous topics. The wide receiver position, running backs, offensive line. Mascots. Mascots, no. What are our biggest takeaways from those press conferences? We'll tell you on the other side. It's Inside Access on the fan. Inside Access. Well, Gino, I'm very proud of Gino. He was a seventh-round pick, and probably, I mean, if Jamison's here, he'd probably chime in because he's a historian or he fancies himself a historian. But, you know, Gino might be the best seventh-round pick that we've ever had. Um playmaker uh, attitude special teams just an excellent season this year been cut been brought back just uh, I love his his cerebral nature I love his attitude on the field he, he fancies himself an, un, an overachiever I love that about him 
Um, he's, uh, you know, he's put himself in an awesome position. We're fortunate that we have some, some good safety depth, and I'm not really sure exactly what that means for Geno and the Ravens. But regardless, I know he's going to be a great pro. If he doesn't come back and play with us, he's going to be a great pick for some player for somebody else, and I would expect him to have a great career. I'm going to read between the lines uh-huh. and say that Geno Stone is not going to be back. Raven for life, but not a Raven next year. I'd say he better be a Raven for life. Eric DaCosta said he's the best seventh-round pick <laughs> in the history of the franchise. He's probably not as good of a friend, maybe, as Odell <laughs> Beckham, who we, I guess we'll get to maybe a little later in this segment. But a hell of a football player, and yeah, he's too rich for their blood here now. Sure. I mean, especially when Marcus Williams stuck he, with him. He's got five million fully guaranteed going his way as a part of a bigger base salary, and you just invested a first round pick in Kyle Hamilton, who's been a home run. Who you're gonna have to pay first a team, year from now? Yeah, first team All Pro. So, uh, biggest takeaways from these press conferences, and you've been at the scouting combine a billion times, where. This is a time where you can talk to other agents. And oh, yeah. Even Whether though, you're supposed to or yeah, not. I was about to say, even though there's tampering yeah. rules, allegedly. Tampering, schmampering. Yeah, you can really, and you can put out your rhetoric. You can put out your messaging yes. as well. And we heard Eric DaCosta talk about the running back position, and he didn't shy away from saying they want to add two guys, and maybe yep. they reach out to some free agents. And as far as J.K. Dobbins is floating around, JK, where we don't know. Well, that's what John. We don't Harbaugh know if he's floating says. in the ocean. Is he floating in? The, is he floating through the Milky Way galaxy? I brought up floating him, on air. I brought him hanging out with Aaron Rodgers doing the. That's where how he's been rehabbing. Who knows? Catch some secondhand stuff. But uh, biggest takeaways yeah. from what they had to say yesterday. I do think there were some things um, that you know they're probably giving you a little bit of a portal into their football soul, like. The way they both talked about offensive line, like to me, that's setting people's expectations. Absolutely. Like we've become accustomed to sexy first round picks around here recently, right? Now Linderbaum wasn't so much, but he wasn't the first pick in that draft, right? But it's like we're gonna get our new splashy linebacker to wear the dot. We're gonna get this starting wide receiver. We're gonna get that starting wide receiver. Um you know, there's there's been really going back to Lamar, right? We've seen them taking even in that draft, a tight end and uh and a quarterback. Um, I, I think there was some messaging going on there that, you know, that's where the that's where the value is and the depth is in this draft, and we have real needs there, short and long term. So I think they were setting expectations for that. I think they were speaking realistically about running back and like the work that needs to be done there, and and they're keeping the door open that it might be a household name. Now maybe that's Zach Moss or DeAndre Swift, and not necessarily Josh Jacobs or Derrick Henry, but. I, I think they're sending a message to the marketplace that we're willing to play a little bit of ball there. Um, you know, and then there's other things where it's like, I mean, they're gushing about Oway, they're gushing about Bateman. We've heard them gush about a lot of guys on third year, on, on their third, coming off their third year, going into their fifth year option period where the rhetoric didn't match the contract. I'll say this, though John Harbaugh's been over the moon with Rashad Bateman and you can go back to the end of season press conference where Jonah Schaefer asked about the disconnect between Bateman mm-hmm. and Lamar Jackson and Harbs jumped to Bateman's oh, defenses yeah. and uh this and then he doubled down at the scouting combine so 
I wonder if something's different there. I, mean, I think Eric- Harbaugh needs Bateman because he knows we're not giving somebody we're not giving a thirty something wide receiver fifteen to twenty million dollars again next year, right? That's not happening. So I better you better love the one you're with. And this kid's not going to love the fact that $15 million fully guaranteed is not going to be on the table for him because we're not going to put the fifth-year option on him. So let's try to love him up with our words because the deeds might not back up the words. And also remember, a year ago at this time, that's when Eric DaCosta may have misspoke uh, talking about the receiver position. Oh, well, yeah. And Rashad Bateman fired back at him on Twitter. And the year before that, they had a wide receiver on the f- – in this period of time, going into a fifth-year option, they were non-committal about what they were going to do with him. We all knew they weren't going to put the fifth-year option on him, and they traded him. Yes. Now, again, I'm not sure they're going to trade Bateman because I think right now Bateman's the number one wide receiver on this team, um, or at least the one who has the skill set to be the number one downfield receiver on this team, right? They, they, they still have to figure out how to push the ball downfield. I don't know that that's going to be Zay Flowers all the time. I think Zay's got a whole lot of other stuff he can do. But I think they need Rashad Bateman's. And, and Harbs, you know, the GM is tending the shop long term. The coach is all about, if I had to play a game tomorrow, how do I win it? If I had to play a game tomorrow, uh, Rashad Bateman, especially considering what might happen to Zay Flowers regarding the NFL, he's my number one receiver. I, I'm going to talk about him like he's a number one receiver. Yeah, my two biggest takeaways, and the offensive line isn't a shock or a surprise by any means. We knew that this was going to happen, but we heard the word rebuild, rebuilt offensive line. I mean, that's pretty strong. Yeah. So what that tells me is you got both guards or free agents. I still would be very surprised if both tackles are back next year. Me too. So at that point, you're replacing three-fifths of your offensive line, which would constitute rebuilding the offensive line. Well, and I think also when, you know, you're always trying to read into their motives for saying certain things, you're going to hear them continue to gush about this offensive line draft, in part because it's true and in part because it matches up with their needs. But I think that's also sending a message to Ronnie Stanley's camp, like, hey, your replacement, (laughs) we can play this a whole bunch of different ways, but... There's a guy that we're going to take at 30 who might beat you out, who might take your job. So do you want to secure that job by, you know, and then we're not saying that we still won't draft a guy because we get you to re- reconstruct your deal at our price. But if you get yourself to reconstruct your deal at our price, then, you know, there's a pretty good chance that guy's going to be your understudy this year. Maybe that guy's got to play on the right side if Lele's not ready or whatever. But, you know, change is inevitable. NFL, not for long. Like, I think some of that talk is directed – in a roundabout way at Ronnie Stanley. Absolutely. It was the wording for offensive line rebuild is what surprised me a little bit that they'd say that at least out loud. And then the running back position. I, I don't know anything. This is just my guess. They're going to bring in one of those top running backs I, on free agency. Yeah, I, well I, don't, I don't know anything. And it would very much break tendency. I mean, this is an organization that has not given big money to a running back since Ray Rice. And that's over a decade ago. And again, we we'll have to redefine big money. Like sure. I, I'm going to work on a study. Like I, as many times as on average a guy like Josh Jacobs touches the ball, and as effective as he is when he touches the ball, if you get him at your price point, let's say nine and a half million dollars a year, I just have a hard time thinking there's not inherent value in there. Like how many times would he touch the ball versus how many times on average season long Odell Beckham for fifteen million dollars touched the ball last year? I bet you if you use them right, 
Josh Jacobs in two months would touch the ball more than Odell Beckham did all of last year. Oh, yeah. Maybe less than two months. Yes. So, again, what's what's too expensive and what's the – at what point does the running back thing get so depressed that, wait a minute, this guy is probably – take position out of it. Based on offensive overall efficiency per touch, he's probably an 18 to $20 million player. And you're telling me we can get him at 10 and he's 25 years old? When does it start making sense again? Maybe now. And we're only a couple weeks away from the new league year beginning and free agency beginning in earnest. Uh, one more break to go before the Jerry Siding and Roofing Maryland warm-up show. Maryland taking on Northwestern. We're going to hit on that game next. It's Inside Access on the fan. Inside Access. Maryland basketball. Coming off a nice win at the rack over the weekend. Now they return home, take on Northwestern, and it was a crazy game back on January 17th. I I was looking at some of the notes. 11 lead changes in that one, and they ended up losing a one-score game, which we've seen quite a few times this year. We've seen that movie. 72-69, and if they want to have a pulse... To get into mm-hmm. the tournament, they got to win tonight. Must win game at home. Um, look, this has been a solid uh, Big Ten team that's coming to town. This is this isn't uh, the dregs of the league or anything like that. But it, it's team that's down one of their starters uh, due to injury. Uh, Boo Booey has brought out the best in Jameer Young in the past. I'm sure he will again tonight. Uh, can they get Jameer off his feet, even just for? three or four or five minutes throughout the course of this at home. You'd like to think so. Um, Look, I I think it's pretty clear that if the Terps want to play this game in the 60s, and if they do, they're going to win. And if this game is played over, if it takes more than 72 points to win, then I, I, you know, it's probably not going to go the way we want it to go. But at home against conference teams, you know, those game totals are right around 120 for the most part. And, that's that's the sweet spot. Juju obviously has to stay out of early foul trouble. Um, and they do shoot a little better at home than on the road. You know? Can we can, – like, uh, how about like – low bar. What about three total threes from DHS and Kaiser? Combining for three threes. Is that too much to ask? Maryland Northwestern tip-off at seven. Legendary voice of the Terps, Johnny Holiday, the wizard Walt Williams, Chris Knocky. They'll be on the call. Mike Popovic with the Jerry Siding and Roofing Maryland warm-up show coming your way at 6. Before we get text of the day, Jason, you put a poll up. I did. You inspired it, And Bones. it says, we just got into it a little bit on the show about mascots. Bone says they make sounds and talk and stuff all the time. All the time might be kind of really misconstruing my words. Tomato, tomato. Jason thinks that's bad mascot form, and they are the stay-in-character, yeah. which wouldn't K-fabe. that be making the sound effects? And be seen and not heard. What says you? Mascot stay silent. It's a runaway. Right now it's 86.6%. Yeah. Let them speak 13. <laughs> well, I, and that's the other thing. Let them speak. <laughs> like that. Like That's not even a good... I'm not saying have them speak English. Wait a minute. You, I, I'm saying let them uh, make their natural sound. Uh-huh. It would be my. Let, let me get this straight. You, you're, you, you're 
out of the office for five days. You come back from the beach with a sunburn. Really you, bad. You, you come in here. You're talking crazy talk about mascots. <laughs> I set you straight. I put a poll out. Stop. You didn't put no polls up. I put a poll <laughs> out, and the people say, hey, you're in a crazy farm on this one, Bone. And you're shooting back at me? You're, but, you're shooting the messenger? Bone's but, apparently in favor of mascot censorship. Yeah, but, but as usual. He wants mascots running amok, making all kinds of noises. No, I'm not. I'm saying play. What do you want me to punch air because the bird on Monday was chirping at me and my family? No. If he whistles a little bit, so be it. But I don't but want. That's not what you said. I don't said. want the Chewbacca making said. noise. I don't want. What, what, I don't want talking you want to be mute. You want, you want talking to be mascots? You want, be, you, you want, want Mickey Mouse to talk? You said that's no, I crazy. Didn't. Nobody wants Mickey Mouse talking. I didn't say just not. Just, nah, just show up for the selfie and then get out of my way. Yeah, just be mute. Go on about your business. Be, be, yeah, because you're an inanimate object. Be, be you're, a, you're an adult. Clearly you're not. You're an you're adult moving. in an outfit. Don't talk. Just not, be the thing. Wait, when did they become inanimate objects? That's what I said. That, that's, that's literally not. That's I've never seen, the, I've never seen the, the Oriole that's, bird standing that's, straight that's still the, on, the, on the dugout yeah, that, in the seventh that's inning. That's the opposite But, like, there is inanimate. no Oriole bird. It's a suit when, that, no, like, eight people rotate in. What do you no. You, dude, we have children listening. <laughs> Come on, the now. bird is real. Well, I mean, uh, like if if they're if they're old enough to talk about this show, which they'd have to be, <laughs> then they're old enough to know that that thing ain't real. If they're abiding by the bone theorem <laughs> oh, okay, on okay. all sports content, which is you have to be fifth grade or above, we're we're, we're telling no lies. Yeah, whatever. Let's get the text. <laughs> check one two check. All right, gentlemen, this comes from Chris at Jarrettsville. I did enjoy the hard-hitting analysis of mascots today, but going back to baseball, I did find it ironic today that Ramon Urias homered on the same day that they decided to sign Colton Wong. It's amazing what happens when you have someone sniffing your job behind you. Going back to Wong and last night's midnight reveal of them signing Julio Tehran, do you actually see any of those two making the roster? Um, I hope not, right? Because that if they make it, something else sort of untoward has to happen. Uh, but can they get these guys to Norfolk for a period of time? And then do you need them before they can opt out? Uh, Wong is here in case Jackson Holiday's just not ready or something happens to Jackson Holiday. He has to, a minor injury that cost him a couple weeks. Then and he can't he doesn't start the, the season with the team when they break north. Then that's why he's here. And the Tyron, uh, look, I, I would have liked somebody else who has started at a decent level with more regularity recently than him. He's probably more of a bullpen guy now. But the more the merrier. More importantly, back to the mascot, Lucy Birch. She 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 chimed in. She quote tweeted because you said we eagerly await what Lucy Birch Hall of Fame twenty four. Thinks about this on tomorrow's show, thinking she has a strong opinion one way or the other. And she said, oh, I have a strong opinion on this. There you go. Well, this is the ultimate tease because you got to wait till 4 o'clock tomorrow to find out. <laughs> tomorrow on Mascot. Make, tell her, right. tweet her back and say, don't reveal it on Twitter. I don't think she is. She's got to save the take no, for us. I don't think she is. Okay. What, what? noise does Wally make? <laughs> Wally. Wally. 
while he's the Red Sox. Remember the Sports Center commercial with Jorge Posada? He doesn't make any noise. No mascot should be making <laughs> no, any noise. No, he makes the noise of a wall, <laughs> which is if you beat him, he might whimper. Like, what do you mean? What, he makes a thud like when a ball goes off the green monster. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for us. Hopefully, he says nothing. You're not Mar- going to tell him who's on tomorrow's Mar- show? Maryland Northwestern, Mike Popovic. we got a big show tomorrow. Jerry Siding and Roofing. We're, we're, we don't want to cut we'll, into Maybe Mike's we'll time. have an Oriole bird or two join might. us. Maryland, <laughs> Maryland warm-up show to, uh, coming up next. Mike Popovic, Maryland Northwest. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.